Has a lane, 15-10, touchdown, Chargers! What's up, guys? Welcome into a Week 11 edition of Chargers Weekly. Back-to-back Sunday Night Football games. As always, joined by Matt Money-Smith. Money, probably the biggest one so far to date. Chargers are 5-4, and four, an opportunity to get to 6-4, and 3-1 and one in the division. But it won't be easy against the Chiefs. Um, let's rewind just for, for a few minutes uh, back in Santa Clara. They played really good football for three and a half quarters in terms of just holding on to the lead, playing with the guys they had. I think in the end, just you ran out of bodies. You ran out of guys. Yeah, um, I think you you ran out of guys, and and ultimately the talent of the 49ers defense overcame, um, you know, just the the struggles of the players that that the Chargers had out there on the field that day. Um, You know, I think, again, huge – Tip of the cap, there's no moral victories in a 17-game season because each win is so important to, to get into the tournament. But I thought it was one of the best games, uh, if not the best game, that the defense had played, considering the circumstances. Um, you know, to have Sebastian Joseph Day play his career-high snap count, to have Braden Fajoko come straight from the practice squad and play in every snap in the fourth quarter against that physical front, um, you know, I, I th- to have, you know, Khalil or, or Van Noy or Morgan Fox or whomever it was that was on the end have to deal with Trent Williams uh, for all those snaps, you know, when you're down and you can't rotate guys, you know, because Joey and Rumpf are out. Um, I thought they played really, really well. And I thought it was going to be an ugly night. I'll be honest with you, Chris. I just said, man, the, the 49ers are getting healthy at the – worst time for the Chargers as they are the least healthy that they've been and it got worse during the game Um, and man you just feel terrible for someone like Tito um, who really as a fifth round pick started coming on I mean he really started playing good football and there was a reason why you were starting to see his snap counts you know creep from 10 or 12 to 20 to in the 30s and he's playing half the snaps on defense because of how fast and how quickly he progressed and became an important part an integral part of this defense and that rotation on the interior and I think when Austin Johnson went down who had been their best run defender you know the coaches look we were all like man what's this team going to do and I think the coaches were excited about the opportunity that presented Tito and man it just it's such a bummer for that young man to not be able to get the rest of the reps this year that he had earned um so I think all things considered you know, defensively, incredible. Derwin had an incredible game. Um, I, I think the linebackers played really well. Um, you know, and again, there were just a couple missed assignments, you know, crashing instead of setting the edge that allowed a couple of those runs to pop. And that was the difference in the game. You know, the the inability to get off the field. You know, you had some some well-timed blitzes that just did not get home. You know, just way too many third and eight pluses, you know, way too many third and tens, third and 11s. You know, you got a first and 20 and they're able to get out of that hole and score on that drive. Um, And I think that ultimately just comes down to it's going to get you sooner or later. Um, Offensively, you know, I think the the O-line, look, it's the best defense in football. It's it's in the conversation. I mean, coming in, it's the the least amount of points, the least amount of yards. Talking about sacks coming from everywhere. And I think, you know, ultimately it caught up to him. They had a great game plan to start. You know, that first drive, popping it in the end zone, um, shaking off those woes of falling into a deep hole. And unfortunately, a couple of those turnovers turned into threes instead of sevens. And ultimately, that was the difference, not being able to build up a bigger a lead. And, um, you know, the second half, they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, and I know we'll dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, they, they were on the field for too long, that defense. They were on the field for 37 yeah. minutes. I mean, that's that's just yeah. that's too long. And it was and all second it, half, Chris. It was all yeah, – the, the first was. half was dead even. So, the first half was 15-15. So, think about that. You know, it was all – I think it was 11 and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. Three first downs for the Chargers offense, I think, in the second half. So, so that was a big reason. And, look, you look at the, the, the run numbers for the Niners' money. I mean, they ran off 41 times. It's a lot of plays. But yeah. the Chargers didn't give up any explosives. Christian McCaffrey, 14 for 38. Elijah Mitchell had a pretty good clip, 4.9, 18 for 89. Um, but when when Tito goes down and then Covington goes down and you're playing with three healthy defensive linemen and you just see th- this, this Niners running game coming at you and they're just chipping away, right? They're just chipping away. And 
what I saw from the Chargers offense in the first half, I mean, Justin's throwing the ball down the field. Uh, DeAndre Carter's making plays. Josh Palmer's making plays. Gerald Everett made a play. Everett goes out. That's and then huge. that second half, just they couldn't get the running game going at all. And that, that's something I kind of want to dig in today, Money, is, is this Chargers running game. And, you know, I saw I saw something on NFL Live this this uh, week where they're just talking about this is the year of the running back and the running game. And I think the NFL average is like 4.5 yards a carry. Um, and I know that injuries have a, a heck of a lot to do with this, especially on the offensive line for the Chargers. But they're going to have to find a way to run the football this Sunday with some sort of combination, whether it's Eckler and Spiller, uh, Eckler and Michelle, whoever it is. I think they have to give the running game a little bit more of a chance because I think that's probably your best bet to beat the Chiefs is keep Patrick Mahomes off the field for as much as possible. We saw what the commanders did to Jalen Hurts and company on Monday night. They ran a ton of plays. Um, They were just efficient enough in the running game to where they could get first downs, keep that Philly offense off the field. And I just feel like that's kind of the formula right now because I don't know if you can expect – this Chargers offense to look like what it's looked like in the past going against the Chiefs with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. As we take this, those guys are back in practice in a limited fashion. We'll know much more as the week ends. But I, I just look at that Chargers running game, and I, I feel like it's something's missing there, and, and they got to figure out what it is and maybe try to stay with it a little bit more on Sunday night. Yeah, so a lot there uh, yeah. to unpack. One, I, I think the the first – you know, the first names to, that I wouldn't mention are the running backs. It's an O-line issue. Um, it was – I watched every snap um, against the 49ers. I watched it back. And, you know, it's – and look, I'm not – I always say this. I always kind of qualify my comments on these pods, and I, I just want to make sure I, – I, it's not – I'm not taking shots. This is not meant to be malicious and stuff. But, you know, you've just got missed assignments, and that's what it was, you know. And, and I think part of it, though, is that you've you're staring at – I mean, literally nine men in the box stacked. You've got six stacked on the line of scrimmage, and you've got three guys three yards behind them on those first downs. And they're running it every time. And every time you've got, uh, you're not getting a hat on a hat. And there were, you know, Foster Serrell struggled in run block and really struggled and just was confused at times for where he's supposed to be. And you've just, you couldn't run to the right. Because there just there were there, there was always a free man that was there to fill up a hole, um, you know. And and look again, this is the number one rush defense in the league. It's the number one defense in the league. So that you know that shouldn't be surprising that that they struggled with this offensive line. Zion and and Foster on that side really really struggled, um, and it was just impossible to get anything going that way. Now you go to the other side, and you know you're the, the tight ends. The tight ends just have to do a better job blocking. I, I think that's the only way I can put it. Is yeah. they've got assignments, and whether it was Rodgers or McKitty, they're just missed assignments, or they're just not getting there quick enough to 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 put a hat on a hat and try to create a lane. They had one run in the second half where they brought in the extra lineman, so Storm comes in, lines up outside uh, Jamari, and then you've got McKitty or Rodgers. It was one of the two outside of him, and inexplicably. Storm just pops out, and they block the same guy. And here's, you know, I can't remember if it was Fred Warner or if it was Jimmy Ward. I don't, but anyway, there's just a guy standing right in front of them that's waiting for Austin to hit that hole and, and make a tackle on first down. So I think it's important to point out it's, it's really more up front than it is on, on, the, line, on, on the running backs. It's, it's got to get blocked better. Um, and it's it's been a real struggle up front. I, I think you mentioned just to kind of build off of that. The look, at Gerald Everett's not a blocking tight end. He's a, he's a great receiving tight end, and we saw that was that was the mismatch they were ready to exploit in that game. You could yeah. see it. Hafanga, his feet just got stuck, and Everett was really getting after him. Um, and it looked like okay, they got their Cheeto, and this is where they're going to go. And that was a big part of that first scoring drive. And you saw it again in the set, you know, with, with McKitty, you know, late in that first half, that's a touchdown. You know, if, if, if I think if Gerald's out there, he catches that ball on the right sideline and that's going to be a 35 yard touchdown. I mean, it hit Trey right in the hands and was just dropped to the ground. And ultimately they settled for three. 
Um, so that was a big hit because it looked like that was the mismatch for them in that game. Uh, the receivers just struggled. You know, they really struggled to get open. I thought, I thought Josh had a handful of opportunities, especially on that first drive. He had a, he had a really nice catch and a nice route to start the second half when they had those back-to-back plays to Josh and Austin to get that drive started that just stalled at midfield. Um, and then guys just couldn't get open. You know, they, they, they could not, when, when Justin's looking up, there's just nothing. There's no separation yeah. for Bandy, uh, for Carter, for, you know, for Palmer, for McKitty. And, and it just was a struggle, you know, it was a real struggle. But again, I stress, this is the number, this is probably the best defense in the league. Um, and, and I think they played like it. And, and yet, you know, when you talk about the end of that game, and I know the coaches aren't making excuses, and I'm not trying to make an excuse either, but I think what I'm saying is that they, they had a chance to, to win that game with a, a touchdown and an extra point with, with 55 seconds left. You know, had Herbert's arm not getting hit, got, had not been hit, he would have connected with Josh at midfield, and they would have had a drive starter there. Um, what I'm getting at is you're down – 15 players that you expect to play on Sunday at the end of that game. 15. Of those 15, 10 are starters. Of those 10 starters, five are pro bowlers. That's what you're down, and you're playing against a team that a lot of people think is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and you hung in there. And I think that speaks to the character of the team, and, and I think it speaks to the fight and the want and, and the dedication um, you know, of these coaches and, and these players believing in one another that they could go out when everything was stacked against them and, and maybe get a win. Yeah. And, you know, we're 12, 13 minutes into this podcast, and really we could sum it up with that last sentence. Like, they, they just don't have the guys. They didn't have the yeah. guys to compete with the 49ers in the fourth quarter. You know, they're, they're down so many dudes on offense and defense. And, you know, going into that locker room money, they were just flat exhausted. Spent. They were they were spent. They were totally spent. spent. Um, and they they left it all out there, man. You, you got to give those guys who played a, a ton of credit. And again, there's no moral victories, as you said in the NFL. It's a 17 game season. The Chargers find themselves right now, I think, eighth place in the AFC, outside yep. looking in, but just right in the mix. And shoot, what a what a maybe a um, a changing game on Sunday for this season if they can somehow get a win against Kansas City who's playing really good football right now they found a running game Um, they did what they did against Jacksonville and I I don't I just don't know I I don't know what to expect on Sunday because not knowing the status of Mike and Keenan as we tape this really changes the complexion of what they can do offensively yeah I think you know I think before we get to Kansas City like what I would say is I, I would not look at this as a one game. You know, they're going to have to look at it as one game because they can't look ahead. You know, they've got to figure out a way to beat the Chiefs, um, you know, one of the best offenses and one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. So they've got to figure that out. We can we can play this game. I think the 49ers are a great example of what the Chargers need to do here these next four weeks. You know, this is a, a 49er team that lost its starting quarterback, that lost its – you know, offensive MVP last year, you could argue, and Elijah Mitchell, you know, first half of week one, and lost Nick Bosa for a stretch, lost Debo for a stretch, you know, lost Trent Williams for a stretch. Like, Kittle was out for a while. Like, they – and what did they do? They just they, – they figured out a way to tread water. You know, they were one and two. They were three and four. And now they're five and four. And now everybody's back. And now now everybody's talking about, oh, oh you know, remember they were talking Jimmy Garoppolo is a liability. This team will, you know, this team's too one dimensional. All of and now it's oh, this is this is the it's the proverbial team nobody wants to face in the playoffs because they were able to just maintain enough to to win enough games until their guys got back. And I think for the Chargers, that's the key. You know, you've got to win that game in Atlanta. You know, you've got to win the game in Arizona next week. And now guys are going to start coming back. I hope they're back this week. If they're back this week, you know, look, I still think they can. If you go through, I mean, I mean I'm, we talked about that game against the Chiefs. They, they should have won that game. I, I, I don't mind being the, the guy with the, the powder blue colored glasses saying the refs screwed them. The refs screwed them in that game. They got absolutely screwed in that game. Uh, the interception 
uh, that was that was waved off because of the pass interference called on Bryce Callahan when it absolutely was not Bryce Callahan led to a Chiefs touchdown uh, because the Chargers didn't get possession there. Asante had that ball. Uh, you know, his hand was under it, and they ended up calling that, you know, waving that thing off, that interception. That's two turnovers. Um, you know, I think that's – it just – they played better than the Chiefs in that game. So and, – and I bring that up because as I'm kind of going through it now, you know – these games, Brandon Staley calls a good game against the Chiefs. He he has figured out a way to play Patrick Mahomes defensively. You know, you look at last year, they lose in OT, they win in Kansas City. You know, and, and even if you go back to the year before with Herbert, they lose in OT, they win in Kansas City. Like, these teams play each other well. So I'm not going to be surprised you know, like I was, again, honestly, I was surprised in the effort on, on Sunday night. I am not going to be surprised if they're in this game. Uh, I do think there's mismatches that you can exploit against the Chiefs. That they, they are not as scary a team without Tyreek Hill. I don't care what anybody says about the numbers and how he's spreading it around, and now they're a more physical team because they're running Pacheco. I don't care. It's not the same. It is not the same. And, you know, I know Travis ended up getting them ultimately in that game because of the way they ultimately had to play it, um, you know, ends up – actually, no, he didn't. What am I saying? I thought I thought he did have a big game. He had the one – I thought he had um, – oh, no, five for 51. There you go. The Derwin yeah. effect of Travis Kelsey. And you just go through that whole game. You've got, you know, Watson 50 yards, Hardman 49 yards, Allaire 44 yards, Scantling 13 yards, Smith-Schuster 10 yards. Like, they were able to contain – Pat Mahomes to two touchdowns and he should have had two picks and one of those touchdowns should have come off the board because it came on that drive uh, on that inexplicable flag thrown on that shameful referee thrown by that shameful referee I can't get over it it is such it is one of the worst flags I've ever seen um so they can do it and and one of the reasons why I believe they can do it Chris is because of what we saw we were talking about this on the the broadcast of the 49er game you know we were in meal before we went to, uh, before we got on the buses, uh, I think were you sitting with me for breakfast before we got on the buses? Yeah, th- yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, we were talking. We're watching the Buffalo game. Yeah, and we're sitting at a table, and right in front of us is the table where Herbert's sitting, and we're watching Josh Allen put on a show. You know, ultimately the Bills lost that game, but we're watching Allen put on a show. He's trucking linebackers and carrying him ten yards. He's pushing the ball downfield. And um, it was so wild. It was funny to see because uh, when Minnesota wins that game um, or when, when Josh Allen throws the interception to end the game, like everybody in the room, you know, it's just it's natural. You're watching football. You make some sort of noise oh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Herbert's just doesn't even flinch. He doesn't. I was watching him and he's just staring at the TV and he just slowly stands up and he gets his stuff and he walks out and. And DJ and I said, you know what? I guarantee that had an effect on him. I guarantee Herbert was watching Allen use that size, use that athleticism to carry his team, pushing the ball downfield. And sure enough, we saw an even another level of Herbert from what we saw from Atlanta. He's tucking the ball and running. He's quarterback sneaking for first downs. He's pushing the ball downfield, you know, but specifically with the legs. It's the first time we've seen Justin tuck and take off when he had Green in front of him multiple times. Um, so I'm hoping that sticks. And I think if it does, we know Herbert loves playing the Chiefs. I mean, look at that game in Kansas City, 33 of 48 for 334 and three touchdowns. I mean, we know. That, that he loves playing this team. So you get that, Justin Herbert. And just like we said against the 49ers, man, anything's possible because that guy is out there. He's healthier, right? 100%. He, he's healthier. He was the second-leading rusher in that game last Sunday. And you said it. He, you know, primetime Herbert's a real thing, too, Money, yeah, by is. the way. Like, he shows up when, when the lights are brightest and he's on a national stage. He shows up. I, I go back to the last win the Chargers had against the Chiefs. Four turnovers. I don't think they need four turnovers on Sunday, but getting a couple against Patrick Mahomes will do them well. And I'm looking at this turnover differential from from week two, and I see one to zero. And I feel like the Chargers had like six turnovers in that game. They had zero. Yeah, I mean, they had four opportunities. They had four opportunities. They blew two of them, but I think they secured two of them. 
Um, and that's the key. We said it last week going into this game, right? How do you win? You know, when I was talking to you for CBS, turnovers. You have to take advantage of turnovers, and they did. You know, they blocked a punt, got three. They forced a fumble, got three. Now you yep. get sevens there, and you win the game. Uh, that's the difference. But uh, you, look, Mahomes is going to give you opportunities. We know that because he does every single game. Uh, you just have to cash him in. And again, in that game against Kansas City, I believe they cashed two of them in. You know, Asante, in that game against San Francisco, look, Asante, you know, is, is looking at Ayuk on that, that errant throw by Jimmy, and the, the ball ends up hitting him right in the chest because he was just looking the wrong direction. If he's looking at Jimmy instead of Ayuk, he's got to pick six. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's where that was going. So we know, we said that with Jimmy. He's going to put them up. You've got to take advantage of them. And they did. Again, you know, they took, they got two turnovers. Unfortunately, they couldn't, you know, get enough. They got six points instead of 14 out of them. You've got to do the same thing exact same thing and with Derwin out there I'm 100% confident he can do it you talked about how stout that San Francisco defense is money and just going back to the running game conversation you get Pipkins back uh, you mentioned the assignments missed up front um, if they can clean that up you get Trey back um, how important do you think it is to run the football in in I guess in an effort to really keep your defense off the field because like 37 minutes of defense for, for a D that is down as many guys as it is. Tyler Davison was picked up this week from the Browns practice squad. He'll probably play a decent amount. Joe Gaziano, oh, I imagine will be, will be brought yeah. up. Um, but almost playing keep away from, from the chiefs. Do you think that that's an element that you have to consider considering Keenan and Mike status right now? So I, to me, it's not so much playing keep away. It's, well, it is, but it's just, it's not necessarily running the ball. It's just however you have to do it, you got to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've yeah. got to score touchdowns on drive. So if that means, you know, look, they scored 24 against the Chiefs and, you know, Herbert threw it 48 times and they ran it 24. So however you got to do it to keep it away, that's just the key. You know, it's, it's not necessarily the, the manner in which you do it. You just have to do it. Um, and, and, you know, the health of Keenan and Mike is a big part of that. And Gerald. You know, if those, if Everett Williams and Allen are all coming back, or if you can get two of those three, you know, I feel dramatically better, uh, considerably better than I do if they're not coming back. Um, I think Trey is a huge add because, again, look, tip of the cap to to Sarrell. He, I thought, considering the circumstances, he did a heck of a job. But again, you know, you, it's to be expected. You know, there's some issues there of trying to figure out what your assignments are specifically in the run game, and and you know, you're trying to, am I falling back? Am I pushing forward? Am I diving down to block this guy with? Zion, am I supposed to be kicking out to block this guy? Am I looking for someone at the next level? That's a lot. That's a lot to ask a guy that was, you know, essentially signed to be a break glass in case of emergency type player. So um, I, I think getting Trey is going to be a big help, certainly, and it sounds like he's going to be back there. But I also think you've got to be as close to, you know, as close to full strength as possible just to be able to score touchdowns and not field goals against this team with the defense that you have right now. You know, I know the Titans were able to shut them out. But again, that's in the conversation. It's the best defense in football with how well they've been playing and they're healthy. So to me, it's kind of goes back to the offense. You know, you've, you've got to be able to put points on the board. And I think ultimately that's the way this season's going to work out, Chris. They're going to get healthy on the offensive side before the defensive side. Yeah. You know, based on the way Coach was talking yesterday in the presser. You know, I don't know when Joey's coming back. We obviously know what the secondary looks like, what the interior of the defensive line looks like. You know, so I think as you as Trey gets back, as you've got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, you know, we've seen Isaiah take that next step. Josh Kelly should be back by Arizona. Like, you're going to have to start scoring points. This is a team that's going to have to start scoring points to win games, and I'm talking about 28-35 yeah. is what we got to start seeing from this offense when they start getting healthy. So just to give you a snapshot of what the Chiefs did last week, Mahomes 26-35, four touchdowns and interception. You talked about how they, they spread the ball around now. Kelsey, 6-for-81. Valdez-Scantling, uh, McKinnon out of the backfield, 6-for-56. Schuster, 2-for-33. How about this Kadarius Toney, though, this pickup for them? 4-for-57 um, and a touchdown. He had this incredible grab on the sidelines. And then the running game, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has kind of been phased out. It's, uh, yeah. it's Pacheco's show now. 16-for-82, 5.1 a pop. Mahomes with his legs, 40 yards. Uh, very balanced. And I, I talked to DJ uh, about this. He did a film room, Mahomes versus Herbert, and just how different – 
the offense looks without Tyree Kill, and you alluded to it. They're spreading the ball around to a bunch of different dudes. Yeah, uh, look, and, and they want to be a physical team with Pacheco. That's why he's getting all those carries, you know, and then they're running some play action off of that once he gets established. You're not used to seeing it with the Chiefs, but that's what it's, what it's become. Um, and you know what? Their offensive line is, is probably better suited to run block than pass block. We know that with Orlando Brown. He's not a real good pass blocker. He's a darn good run blocker. And so you're seeing a lot of runs going his way, and that's helping extract value from him because um, that's the way he played in Baltimore. That's why he ended up fetching a first-round pick. You know, all the big grades that they were putting on Orlando Brown, it's like, well, yeah, he doesn't really have to hold his blocks at all to pass. And then I think they learned that the hard way last year. Um, and now they're starting to find a sweet spot for, you know, what's the best way to use uh, Orlando. So I expect a lot, a lot of that. Because, again, the, the, the Chargers defense has, has been suspect against the run. And then you're going to see Mahomes make plays off of that. So I, I, I think you'll see a very similar game plan from Kansas City. The big difference is, like I said, offense has to come through. You know, the, the Jaguars in that game, they uh, missed two field goals in the first half. Um, they had a couple three and outs. So, you know, they, they kind of did themselves in. You know, if it's... Instead of being 20-7 to seven at the half, if it's 2013, and then you get a field goal on their opening drive of the second half, well, okay, now it's 2016. Now you got a little pressure there, you know, and you can get a little bit more aggressive defensively. So, again, I think the key with the Chiefs is taking advantage of your opportunities, be it on defense and getting those turnovers, be it on offense and making sure. I thought, I thought Coach made a really good point. Um, and I thought it was a fair question. I think Popper asked it. I think it's a completely fair question, you know, because of the answer that Fred Warner gave and the fact that it gets some traction on on social media of him saying, yeah, we just called the same play over and oh, over yeah. and over again in the second half. And and I thought Coach, you know, made a great point. He's like, yeah, they did because they what to. they were doing in the first <laughs> half, we were getting them. And when they ended up changing, the guys just didn't get wins, you know. And ultimately, and I, and I appreciate Coach saying and – we couldn't get anything on first down. And that goes back to kind of what what I was talking about with the runs. You know, I think there were six first down run calls in the second half, if I remember right, and not a one of them did anything. So it's like you, you got you can't okay, one, okay, two, uh, all right, three, four, five, six, let's not do that. Let's you know, and one of those was that quick pitch to DeAndre Carter, which is why are you running that at Nick Bosa? And I think everybody pointed that out. You know, that's you're running it at Nick Bosa and Foster Sarrell. What are we doing here? Um, or actually, no, it was Nick Bosa. Yeah, it was Nick Bosa and Foster Sarrell. Why are you doing that? Um, so I think it's, I do think there there is, I think some of the incoming is warranted for that. But at the same time, and watching it back, there just there were no there weren't plays to be made, and and I don't think they're going to face that gnarly of a defense this time around look that Chiefs front is good we know Chris Jones is the best pass rushing interior defensive lineman this year he's actually been better than Aaron Donald this year um you know Frank Clark is good I like Karloftis we've talked about that before so they're good you know I mean it's it's a good front it's going to be tough to run against but uh again with Herbert I think you take advantage of some of those openings and you use his legs as your weapon and I think that's how you get to be a little bit more effective and I would love to see them change it up you know I'm, I'm actually just gonna while we're talking pop into there because I want to make sure I'm I'm right on that when I look at the play-by-play sheet um with the Chargers uh so let's see five plays yeah Austin Eckler up the middle for two yards on a first and 25 Austin Eckler left for two yards um Justin Herbert pass short middle for that's the one I was talking about to Carter so it's really a, a sweep yeah. minus six yards uh, this one next drive is um. That's right, DeAndre had. That was when they were at the one. So it was four consecutive first down runs that went nowhere. Um, and I think if you go back to the first half, even um, that's a pass to Eckler that does well. Short right, yeah, pass, pass, right end for minus one yards on first down. Um. And this is a Herbert scrambles for two yards. So, yeah, they were much better in the first half. Second half, it was just run, 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 and it was fail, 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 fail four times in a row. Yeah. The momentum that they would get off a win against the Chiefs is one thing. They get the six and four, and you got so much in front of you. But, like, we can look ahead. Like you said, you're looking for, like, the path to 10 wins, and it's there. Like, whether or not you get the one against the Chiefs on Sunday, Cardinals, Raiders, 
and then I see Dolphins, Titans at home. Those are going to be your probably your two toughest games. Then you have the Colts, Monday Night Football, the Rams, who are struggling at 3-6 and six right now, and the Broncos to close the season. Um, you keep getting guys back, Money. The, the path to 10 wins is there even if you drop this one this Sunday. they got to go 5-3. and three. Yeah, but if you get this one on Sunday, man, I tell you, this this team could this could be like that that point where, like you said, offensively you start scoring points. If Keenan or Mike comes back, at least you have something in the passing game that you can rely upon. Tight end is what scares me a little bit, especially with Gerald being down, Parms already down. Um, you know, relying on McKitty and Rodgers to get offensive production yeah, is not something there. I would count on this Sunday against no, the Chiefs. There's, there's nothing there. That's why I said you got to get two of those three back. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm hoping it's – look, I'd love to get three or three back, but I think you really got to get two or three back. And if it's Keenan and Everett, if it's Keenan and Mike, if it's Mike and Everett, I think you – you know, I'm hoping you can get two of those three guys back because um, you need it. You know, you, you, you absolutely need it. It is too hard for those other guys to win. There's a reason why you carry them on their practice squad and, you know, you use them in a pinch and you can drop a great, you know, set of plays for them. You know, in one game, all right, we're going to get you th- four targets. Let's hope you catch three of them. Michael Bandy, Jason Moore, you know, and and that's what it should be. You know, but if you can get Keenan, Mike, and Josh Palmer out there, you know, and Gerald Everett and Austin Eckler, now we're cooking. Yeah. Now we're cooking with gas, and that's what I'm talking about. So the one issue with the way we're playing the the schedule and the path to five wins, they're, you know, they're, the, the, the opponents that you feel best about are all on the road. That's – that's the one issue. I know. It's Colts Road. It's Cardinals Raiders Road. Road. It's Cardinals Road. It's Broncos Road. It's like that's the issue. Um, and look, there are no easy opponents. We know that. The Jets are 6-3. and three. You know, there, there are no easy opponents in the NFL. Dude, the Dolphins, the Dolphins have put themselves in a nice situation in the AFC East right now. 7-3 and three with a win against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, look, the AFC has got four teams in the playoffs. They've got four teams in the playoffs right now. The Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets. They're all in the playoffs right now. Four teams. And it was supposed to be one of the weakest divisions. And the AFC West was supposed to be the best division. And they've got one, the Chiefs. And the Raiders are the second worst team in football behind the Texans. Yeah. So the, Bronco, the-, the Broncos aren't too far behind. No. I mean, that's how weird this game is and how quickly it can change. So I'm with you. Look. It's a. That's why we said it, and I keep repeating it. The win in Atlanta was huge. It was huge to get that one. So if you got to, you don't dip under five hundred. If you lose to currently, you know, two of the favorites to make the Super Bowl right now, the 49ers and the Chiefs. You win against the Chiefs, and you talk about getting some equity, you know, and, and a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of of leeway there. Um, it's a big game. Don't get me wrong. It is a huge game. Because you can split, and now you got a shot at the division. You know, you split with them. You're only a game behind, and you have, and at least you have the split. You improve to three and one in the division, and next thing you know, you can go four and one, five and one. Now, if you beat the Raiders and the Broncos, and now that's your tiebreaker. You know that you hope, you know, can. And, and I'm, I'm going to go look at the standings. I know I'm doing a lot of flipping around right now. I'd be better prepped for the people listening right now. My great apologies, but. I look at the Chiefs, so they are two and zero in division. You hand them their first one, their their first loss there. They're four and two in conference. Right now the Chargers are four and two in conference, two and one in the division. They would improve to three and one in the division. The Chiefs would be two and one. They would improve to five and two in the conference. The Chiefs would be four and three. Now you've got the tiebreaker. Yeah. You know, you've got the tiebreaker. You're a game behind. Start getting guys back, win your games, and see if you can win this division and and get a little bit of traction here. And independent of the division, if, if you're just looking at wild card tiebreakers too, look at Cincinnati. They're 0-3 in the division. They're 2-3 in conference. Right. And if you look at their schedule, it is not easy. And they're still down Jamar Chase. The Patriots are the one team I'd be maybe a little bit more concerned about. They're 4-2 yeah. in conference. They're coached by Bill Belichick. They're 5-4 and four right now. They have a game against the Jets uh, this Sunday, which I think is huge in just the AFC playoff picture in general because the, the Jets, can the Jets sustain this? At that's the one for me, Chris. That's, yeah. that's the one that I think is going to fall out just because of all the injuries they've had to deal with. And you're talking about going to New England this week, to Minnesota, traveling to Buffalo, traveling to Seattle, traveling to Miami. 
they've got a pretty rough stretch ahead of them. But I think they're a good team. I think they're well coached. I love their defense. Um, their secondary, you could argue it's the best pair of corners in the league right now. Uh, Quinn and Williams is an absolute nightmare to deal with on the interior. So I'm not saying that they're going to get blown out or they're a pushover, but they've got a pretty rough schedule because of the road games they have. Dolphins, Seahawks, Bills, Vikings, Patriots, all on the road. Um, and you could maybe see that slide back a little bit here. You know what's interesting, too? Listen, the Colts are 4-5-1. and one. Um and Jonathan Taylor, I think the healthier he gets and maybe the better the offensive line gets, maybe the, the better the Colts are, but their schedule's pretty brutal. They got the yeah. Eagles, they got the Cowboys, the Vikings, the 7-2 Giants. And look and how then, different the Steelers look with T.J. Watt back. They're a different team. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's like anybody that, that was able to play the Steelers before Watt was back, you got a bonus. Now, I know Minka's down, but, like, he just – Watt changes everything. Changes yeah. everything for that team. So, you know, the Colts, congratulations, you beat the Raiders. Um, you got to shut up all the sanctimonious people that were, you know, crying about Jeff Saturday getting that job. Um, but now it gets – now, like you said, okay, now what happens? Eagles, Steelers with Watt, Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers. There you go. Let's, yeah. Now let's see what you got. Um, exactly. And then at Giants, you know, so, again, it's, it's there. It is there for the Chargers, which is why I think it's so smart. Um, and, and look, every coach does it. But I do think, you know, they pound that message. I don't care about anything else but what's in this room. You know, take care of what we got, and you'll get in the tournament. And if you get in the tournament, and now you're fine, you know, now we're hearing, if they make the playoffs, Slater could be available. Joey's coming back. I think Joey's probably coming back that Miami game. That's the one I'm figuring um, I don't think it's, you know, some people were talking about Arizona. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think if you look at that Miami game, you know, December 11th, it's about a month from now. I think that looks about right. If you can get him back there, you want to talk about changing your defense. You know, we know what that looked like, you know, through a game and a half with Joey and Khalil out there against Kansas City and, oh, and yeah. against Vegas. So now you're now you're loaded for Miami, Tennessee, Indy, the Rams, and the Broncos if that's the spot where Joey comes back. And by then, the offense should be completely healthy. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're 6-5, and 7-5 and five when you're coming out of the Raider game, and now you've got five games left and you're healthy, you know, just get in. There's just no juggernaut in. team this year. There isn't. There is no team that you should be afraid of, you know, this season. So all you got to do is get in. Because at this point, money, like, who's the number one seed in the AFC? It's Kansas City right now. It's Kansas City. Yeah. But if Kansas City takes a little bit of a tumble, it could be Baltimore. It could be Miami. So you're you're looking at, a, a, you know, let's say if you're like the six or seven seed in the AFC, you could play anybody. You could play Miami. You could play Baltimore. You could play Tennessee. Uh, if Kansas City's the number one overall seed. I think the three teams outside of Kansas City that Chargers fans should have their eyes on right now is Cincinnati, New England, and the Jets. Those are the basically, I think, the three teams that you're competing yeah. for uh, as far as the wild card's concerned. And then, heck, it, like you said, if they beat the Chiefs, then, then we're talking, all right, where are we in the division right now? Right. Now, now you want to try to make a run at, at the division. Now, now you're talking about making a run at the division and not having to be a wild-card team that has to win three road games in order to get in to the, to the Super Bowl. So, you know, at the same time, that, that wouldn't worry me. Like, I, I, there are issues with all of these teams, every single team. Kansas City is not as explosive as they were. Patrick Mahomes gives the ball away. They still have defensive issues. Miami's defense is a mess. Yes, their offense is a nightmare to contend with, no doubt about it. But I think the way that Brandon – Staley is coached, and you talk about just keeping everything in front of you, playing that too high, you know, can you take it away? Can you force them to try to be, you know, more – can you force them out of their comfort zone because the defense has been terrible? Um, Tennessee, the offense, it's one-dimensional right now. They have no pass catchers whatsoever. You know, now Ryan Tannehill's coming back. That'll change a little bit. I expect to see that get a little bit better. We know what happens to Baltimore if they fall behind in the playoffs – you know, they struggle yeah. to, to, to pass the ball. Um, you know, in Buffalo, we've just seen mistakes, critical mistakes from Josh Allen, the inability to have an offense that isn't Josh Allen-centric. Every one of those teams are gettable. 
Uh, last year, I felt like the Chiefs, it's funny, like last year, I felt like the Chiefs and the Bills were so far ahead of everybody else, and the Bengals end up going to the Super Bowl, which is funny, but I think it's just weird how that worked out. It was it almost felt like a quirk in the Matrix, um, you know, but this year, I do not feel that way about the Bills and the Chiefs like I did last year. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll answer a few fan questions and get out of here. All right, guys, I want to introduce you to Ultimate Chargers. It's the free-to-play next-level fantasy football game. Open packs, collect players, pick your lineup, and crush the competition. Ultimate Chargers. Play now inside the LA Chargers app. Also want to tell you about Chargers Picks Now. The official LA Chargers Pick'em Contest is where you predict the game outcomes for a chance to win a Chargers jersey. Check out the free-to-play Chargers Picks tab in the LA Chargers app to play. All right, Money, I asked for some questions from Chargers fans. Let's kick it off with our boys from the Charger Chat podcast. Uh, do you think this team has been galvanized having to fight through these injuries? And which one player do you think will make the biggest difference to our team when they return from injury? Um, you, you answer that first. You sure? Yeah. I mean, last one first, I'll, I mean, Bosa. I, I think that's, there's no question. You yeah. know, Joe, Joey changes the defense. We have, not been able, we, have, we have not seen a pass rush opposite Khalil Mack. Um, so teams are able to, to chip and shade and run away, you know, his direction with extra protection and they're able to run away from him and there's nothing there waiting for him. So Joey's going to change everything. Um, you know, credit Kyle Van Noy for giving it a go, but I think it's been a real struggle for him playing edge. So getting Bosa back will change everything, everything. everything. And, and I think, and just the run think defense. about, think about what coach did last week. And I loved I loved seeing JT Woods out there because it just cut Derwin loose. Derwin played edge last week. Derwin played a lot of line that money linebacker spot. Yeah. Like you look at his snap distribution, he played in the slot, he played outside corner, he played high safety, he played linebacker, he played edge. You get Joey back, and now you're getting a little more comfortable. Maybe JT's getting some more reps, and you're like, this is what I envisioned. JT and Nas High. Joey and Khalil coming off the edges. Drew, quarterback in that defense from the middle linebacker spot. And Derwin, wrecking shop from all over the place. So that's, that's the key. You know, the sooner they get Joey back, the sooner this thing changes dramatically. As far as galvanized, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into that. I've just been around too many football players to see what a nightmare this, this life is <laughs> playing professional football. You get the crap kicked out of you every single day. It's just, you know, you, I've heard, I don't remember who I heard it say at first. It's been around forever, though. But it's like, it's like getting into multiple car crashes every single Sunday. It takes such a physical toll that you're already galvanized. It's why if you've ever been around football players, and this is, this is at every level. It's high school. It's college. It's, you know, but the higher you get, obviously, the more physically punishing it is. Like, if you see guys... Oh, you know what? We played against each other back in uh, in '94. I was they just there's this connection because you've lived that, you've lived that experience. So you don't need any extra um, adversity to galvanize a football team. They're already galvanized because of the sacrifices they're willing to make. Yeah, a- agreed on that, and I 1,000 percent agree with you on Bosa. I'd add Keenan Allen to that mix because we have not seen him all year, and you yeah. saw how the offense moved with him last year when he was 100%. And it may take Keenan, if he comes back this week, it may take him a couple of weeks to get to 100%. But when he is, it, that's the chain mover for this 100%. offense. You know, And I, I think you'll just see the complexion of the offense yeah. change when Keenan gets back into it. So both no, good questions point. here. Uh, hey, Justin has thrown 300-plus yards twice this season. Do you attribute that to injuries, defenses faced, or p- pushing more of a run game? That's from Bolt Up, fifteen eighty four. I, I mean, really, I think it's just injuries. It's it's kind of what it is, right? If you, if you don't yeah, have your both, horse on the outside, both his own. It's injuries at, at every level. It's wide receivers that aren't creating separation and getting open. Uh, it's Justin's ribs, where clearly we've seen a different Justin Herbert these last two weeks than we saw immediate in the immediate aftermath of that injury, the second half of week two. Um, and it's the offensive line. You know, it's just protection up front. And Justin's done a great look. The sack numbers aren't there. Um, he's, you know, the Chargers are leading the league in least sacks allowed, but they're also last in the league in most pressures. So that goes to tell you he's got to get rid of the ball quick because he's yeah. under pressure or he's going to take sacks. He's not taking sacks because he's getting rid of the ball. And now we're starting to see a little bit more holding the ball, willing to push it, willing to take the punishment because he feels better. So I think we'll, 
I, I thought we had a shot at that 300-yard game last week, and then it just it fell apart. You know, it, it just fell apart, and, and, you know, the adjustments were made, and guys just couldn't get open. From Dodge Bolt King, uh, a lot of talk about putting grass in all NFL stadiums. Is SoFi capable of having grass based on the roof and the way it's built? Uh, you know what? I, I remember in August – the MLS put in grass for like a friendly, like a galaxy friendly. Um, but there's been a ton of talk about grass in NFL stadiums and, and the injuries. And I think you're, you're starting to see players a little bit more vocal about this topic money. Well, look, I, I think every stadium should have grass. Uh, you know, I've just talked to way too many people and, and heard what they've said, players and heard what they've said about turf and what it does to them, even if it's not an injury, just the way they feel after a game on turf versus a game on grass. Uh, the, the thing with SoFi is that it is a $6 billion investment. And in order for Stan Kroenke to get his money back, he's got to have a lot of events there. He's got to have a lot of concerts. He's got to have Supercross. He's got to have all that stuff. That's hard with grass. Kills the grass. You know, when you put the floor down and you put the stage down, well, now your grass is dead and now you got to bring in new sod and now that's a fortune. Um, so that's, the, that's why SoFi has turf. Because, you know, they want to have 200 events a year or 150 events a year instead of just the 10 football, you know, 20 football games between the two teams. So that's, I mean, ultimately that's what we're talking about, why yeah. SoFi doesn't have grass. So until you can get, you know, operations and Cronky and the people that own the building to sign off on that, which I think is uh, the longest of long shots, you're going to continue to see turf in that building. Uh, this is from Mason Eisenzimmer. Do you think the Mahomes-Herbert yearly matchup not talked about enough? I, I, think, I think with Allen and Mahomes, those guys played in the playoffs, and w when you play each other in the playoffs, I think the regular season matchups get more amplified. So I, I think until maybe these guys meet in the playoffs and it's more of a national story and the Chargers get on that level of the Chiefs more consistently, it's probably what it's going to be. I mean, look, this will be the – this will be the sixth time they have played each other and it will be the fourth time it's in prime time. So I think that should tell you all. Yeah. Yes. It, it's getting the attention. They, they've played three Thursday nights and a Sunday night. So Amazon launched their relationship with the NFL with Herbert and Mahomes. So yeah. um, I get what he's saying. Yes. It's getting the attention The the people that, that know and the people that, you know, are, are financially invested in this. They're like, yeah, we like this one. This is a good one for us. Let's keep getting more of this. And the more you have, and like you said, Chris, when, when Herbert makes the playoffs and makes a run in the playoffs and ultimately wins a Super Bowl, yes, then that will take it to the next level. Andrew, a couple more here. Uh, if Gerald ever can't play on Sunday, which practice squad player could be called up and replicate his efficiency the most? I feel like McKitty and Rodgers – don't have enough juice in the passing game. I don't know if there is a guy on the practice squad, right? Camp, Camp Moore is no. the only other tight end. And then a, yeah, Hunter Camp Moyer. They let go of Stone Smart. Um, who he get, really, they may, he mentioned a couple of these receivers, uh, Hightower and Doss. I mean, Hightower's got speed, but I don't know if he yeah. replicates what Gerald ever does. I like Keelan Doss a lot. I was surprised that, that you know, he wasn't kind of plugged in there. The, you know, just kind of one of the more curious things that I couldn't quite – get my head around I didn't know why Larry was active against the 49ers I it, yeah I was trying to figure that out I'm like why is there is somebody hurt I initially you know, is, is I initially Austin thought it was up gonna, yeah I initially thought it was going to be to spell DeAndre Carter because his offensive workload was going to be a lot but that wasn't the case yeah I mean it, that was interesting like I was I truly was surprised that Gaziano wasn't active I was like why would Joe not be active for this game considering you know Austin's down and and um and Jerry was waived like that's what surprised me so um no there's th th those are their options and I think that's something that will be explored this offseason to me that will be priority number one and I would have loved to have seen it addressed at the trade deadline you know the Hawkinson deal that the Vikings got from Detroit I, I so desperately wish that would have been the Chargers that acquired him instead of the Vikings because he would have been exactly what this team needed all right, it's a great segue into our final question from Kieran. I know the draft isn't coming up anytime soon, but what will be more important to the Chargers, a do-it-all tight end or an explosive mm. wide receiver? Both. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 yeah, I think that, look, the do-it-all tight ends are hard to find. I, I think if you can find one that is – if you can find a really good pass-catching tight end, get them. And I mean really good. 
You know, I'm not talking about Jared Cook one year, you know, Gerald Everett the next. I'm talking about, like, look, Mike Gesicki is not going back to Miami. They franchise tagged him. They were talking about trading him at the deadline, maybe. Like, that's a fit to me, free agent-wise. Go get that big target, athletic target, that Herbert can really take advantage of in the middle of the field. Um, If it were up to me in the draft, it's O-line, D-line, O-line, D-line, O-line, D-line, secondary. O-line, D-line, secondary. O-line, D-line, secondary. Like, that's – we've seen it. You just – you need that. You've got to have players at those positions. you just got to have waves of them. Um, so, hey, we haven't mentioned his name in a while. Jalen Guyton has been a big blow, uh, not, yeah. not having him stretched in the field. 100%. You need speed. You know, you've got to get speed. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's certainly something to think about. But, look, I think we're now seeing with the Rams who spend and draft skill position players. Like, they, the, the, the Allen Robinson contract might have been the worst one handed out this offseason. They need O-linemen, and they're dropping $50 million bucks on Allen Robinson. They need O-linemen, and they're drafting Tutu Atwell in the second round. Like, yeah. no, that's not the path. The path is the lines. Make sure your lines are right. Um, I know people don't know defensive linemen or offensive linemen like they know, you know, Jordan Addison and the, you know these other players in the in, in in college football draft O lineman and D lineman. That's what you need to do. Well said. Uh, let's get out of here with uh, your key to victory. For me, it's it's simple. I'm going to kind of home in on on third down defense for the Chargers. The the Chiefs second best in the league on third down. Uh, you got to get Mahomes off the field so you can get a Herbert on it. And uh, if they can limit what the Chiefs do on third down, you put yourself in a nice position. Yeah, I, you know, look, it's it's boring. Just get them turnovers, man. He's going to yeah. give them to you. He's going to give them to you, and you got to cash them in. Asante, Mikey Davis, Derwin, you know, Khalil. Like, I think that's a fun – I like what Eric Smith, our friend at, at Chargers.com, posted that Khalil's had at least a half sack and I think six straight or seven straight against the Chiefs. So, Khalil, get another one. Get another one, make it a strip sack, scoop that thing up and cash in turnovers. That, to me, is priority one. Priority two, you already said it. Get off the field on third down. Do not give these guys second chances. Mahomes is so good at, at you know extending plays and overcoming third and 12s and third and 15s. He's the best in the league at it. You can't allow him to, to do it to you. That was the death knell from the 49ers. They had so many third and longs, and the Chargers just could not get off the field. So that's going to be the key. Back-to-back Sunday night football games, Money. you got to love calling games on Sunday night. It's great. It's great. I love it. I love the primetime. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. I, I dig it. It's, it's nice knowing that you're, you're, you're doing the one game that every single person in America is watching uh, that watches football. They're, it's not split. They're watching your game, and you get to call it. It was fun calling it last week, and I, I look forward to it again. It's been a minute since we've been at SoFi Stadium, so be good to, yeah. good to get home for a Sunday night football game, and we look forward to seeing you guys there. Money, always appreciate it, brother. I yep. will see you on Sunday. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Uh, for Money, I'm Chris. This has been Chargers Weekly. Ooh.